0: It's time for Hobby Addicts. And now, here are your Anime Addicts.
1: Oh my gosh, welcome to Hobby Addicts episode 297. At, uh. Yay. On January thirtieth, twenty twenty-two, we're already a whole month of the way through twenty twenty-two. It's completely insane. I am your host Mitsugi, and we have we have a full house today. We have Caroline, who already said hello. Caroline, how are you?
0: Sorry, I just I just felt like there had to be some sort of uh, yay in the background. There should be. Um, yes, I thought there should. Like you know, you have you have the children that go yay, and that wasn't coming through. And I thought this was the perfect time for it, so I just applied my own sound effect.
1: Did you recover from your drunken weekend from the uh, from last weekend?
0: I did. It took a week long of naps in order to get me back to where I am today. <laughs> but even so, I did go out and about on Friday night, which I'll be sure to talk wow. about.
1: All right. Well, we also have Mason. How are you doing, Mason? I'm doing
2: quite well. It's kind of comforting knowing that Caroline is always quick on the yays, so I can just sit back and ride the 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 guy who's like in the corner of the room like they don't know that I'm on the podcast but of course I am I never leave you can never get rid of me I'm gonna haunt you guys until the day you die that's oh my fun. god
1: well at least we'll have company till the until the bitter end even if it is just <laughs> for spirit and also returning to the podcast as promised we have Kazuo hey there they are what's up he gets the A's. Nani <laughs> that's right <laughs> 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 how are
3: you doing? It's good. I'm doing great. It is good to be back. I am hyped. I'm excited. I've got my energy drink right next to me. Oh, me too. And I'm ready to rock and roll. Don't disappoint me. What kind of energy drink do you have? Um, I am currently consuming a Rockstar oh. Zero, Pure oh, no. Zero. Now, here's the thing, Mitsugi. I want to let you know, Uh-oh. I don't drink this for the taste by any means. I, I am a monster guy myself. I do prefer the monster. But these Rockstar Pure Zeros have Way more caffeine oh. <laughs> than your average monster.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah? So okay. All right. Yes. All
3: we're right. looking at 240 milligrams of caffeine for, per can. For the can. Oh, Do wow.
2: Do yes. they oh. know what the word zero <laughs> means? Zero sugar, baby. <laughs> so you're, so you won't get fat, but your
1: heart f- will explode.
2: Yeah, maybe it's zero That's for right. zero sleep.
3: <laughs> yeah, look, I'm not going to get fat, but I'm still going to have a heart attack.
2: That's so right. it all works out <laughs> in the end. Exactly. I want to be shredded when I die. So a lot of death in the air today. I wonder why that is.
1: Yeah, I was, I was getting ready to create a folder on our Google Drive so I could find all these smexy boy images while we were talking, and I typed coffee. I was like, that's not the right name for the folder.
0: <laughs> that's what you uh, really want.
1: Yeah, I already had that today. All right, so... None of these
0: anime boys.
1: Wow, we have a, we have a full house today, literally. We have all four all four suits, and today we're going to talk about... I have been watching a lot of Netflix. I, I did Platinum Sonic Colors Ultimate, but no one gives a shit, so I'm going to talk about All of Us Are Dead, which is a new Korean zombie show, which is you just have to wait and see how what I say about it because it's pretty interesting. Caroline has got Scotty McCreary's concert. Oh, that's right. She's got debauchery. She was she was Oh yes. That's she what I was doing on Friday. Started.
0: I mean, I wouldn't say I was hammered, but I certainly indulged in wine, yes.
1: <laughs> Mason's gonna talk about The House of Leaves, which is a novel and because because Mason is maintaining his intellectualism. He, when, when I no longer can read or write, which is happening rapidly, Mason will always be there for me. I know that. I know that that's true in my heart.
2: So it's all I'm good for at this point.
1: And, uh, and Cosmo is going to talk about the Critical Role animated series because I think that just came out and I think people are excited. So why don't oh, we start yes. there? Because we just haven't oh. heard from Cosmo in so long.
3: Sure, yeah. So, this is kind of an awesome weekend for me to jump back on the podcast because, uh, for those that don't know, I am a giant Critical Role fan. I've been watching their podcast for many, many years. I think, I think Enzo introduced me to them way back in that the day. That sounds
1: right. And maybe, maybe uh, Mandy as well.
3: Ma- yeah, yes, I think so. So, uh, many moons ago now, I started watching Critical Role and I went back and watched. All of their first campaign, I've seen all of their second campaign, and now they're on the third campaign, and I'm watching that uh, week week by week. So for those who don't know, Critical Role is a uh, live stream where a group of super nerdy voice actors, people that work on anime and video games, uh, get together and play D&D. It's been running for several years now, I think like six years maybe, I, I don't remember exactly how long, but it's been running for a long time. And it has a massive fan base. And uh, two or three years ago, they launched a Kickstarter to create an animated series based on their first campaign. And that was a monstrous success. I think they were shooting for $750,000 to have kind of a, um, I think it was like an episode or two. Just a short little animated special. And it flew past that to, I think it was... Over $11 million. $1 billion. Which is absolutely insane. So they're sitting there like, okay, we have all this money. What do we do? I guess we'll just make more episodes. So they said, okay, we're going to make a full season of this animated series. Uh, They shopped it around. Amazon Prime kind of came on board and said, yeah, we'll take you guys in. We'll put you on Amazon Prime. And we'll. uh, I think they ended up signing them on for two seasons, I want to say. So there's going to be a second one. But as of... Uh, this weekend, they finally, after far too long of production launched the first three episodes of the animated series. So I've watched the first three episodes. I think we're going to get three every week. Uh, and it's like a 12 episode season, I believe. So yeah, I watched the first three episodes just the other day and it is everything I could have wanted and more. Wow. It is absolutely fantastic. It's
1: it's probably animated better than most anime. (laughs)
3: Yeah. So it's animated by a company called Titmouse, which is a funny name, but they've worked on, um, a bunch of things that you see, I think on like Cartoon Network. So, um, let me see here. I'm going to pull them up real quick. Yeah. I've definitely heard of them before. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what cartoons they've worked on off the top of my head, but, uh, they've been around for a while and have worked on a number of of different shows. Um, I think Steven Universe, I want to say if I remember correctly, uh, I'm trying to look it up now. Oh my gosh, it's, there's so much stuff on their website. I don't know, but they've worked on a ton of different shows. Uh, and so it's animated very well. It's all the actors that actually play the game, playing their characters. And then they've brought on a bunch of other voice actors and uh, television and movie actors. I think uh, David Tennant plays a character, which is insane. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a star-studded cast. It's really well animated. And if you're a fan of Critical Role, it follows their kind of early part of their first campaign. So you're familiar with what's going to happen, but it's just cool to see it brought to like a visual medium and, you know, consolidated into a more concise story. So instead of sitting there watching them sit around a table for four hours, you have, you know, these tight 22 to 24 minute episodes um, that kind of truncate everything that they did in their first campaign. So... Yeah, I don't know. Did, do you guys have any questions about it? Should I? Well, how long well, was their was first
1: on- campaign? Because I know I have friends that do D&D and like they have campaigns that will last like two, three years. So, oh, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean?
3: So, so each uh, session was around four hours. Sometimes it would be less. Sometimes it would go even longer than that. But they are super long sessions, which kind of makes it have a very difficult uh, barrier to entry because most people, if you tell them, no, 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 trust me, you just got to sit around for a few dozen hours and it'll all you know it, it'll all be worth it. It's kind of hard to get people to do that. So their first campaign ran for I think it was over 100 episodes. So yeah, it, it you're looking at 4 hours an episode's over oh, 4 hours an episode over 100 episodes. Um it's very very long and you know already what they did is cut out a lot of the filler stuff because a lot of that those hours of them playing the game is just them talking or going and buying potions or, you know, doing things like that. And it really kind of just took the main story beats. Um, and I don't want to spoil anything as far as like what those story beats are if you haven't watched the show. But they basically just took all the important stuff and, and consolidated it. So you don't, you don't have to sit there for 400 hours. It's, you know, um, much more concise than that.
0: So since, um, as you said, a ton of people got involved in their Kickstarter and all that, but it's put on Amazon Prime, does that mm-hmm. mean that the people who helped out with the Kickstarter have to get Amazon Prime in order to watch it?
3: Uh, no, that's a good question, though, because that was a, a point of concern. But um, they've released all of the episodes to the Kickstarter backers um, through a separate separate method. I don't know exactly what it is, um, but yeah, you don't have to have Amazon Prime if you contributed to the Kickstarter. So that was ah. a concern. But that, um, I believe, has been...
0: In the know, Critical Role community, there was a little bit of uh, back and forth about it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, because initially it was completely fan-funded and, you know, it was going to be distributed directly to the fans from, you know, the creators. And then whenever you get a big company like Amazon or Netflix or what have you involved, it, it can be uh, concerning. But it sounds like everything worked out as far as that's concerned. I, I, as I You know, the only real issue was um, in my estimation, how long it took them to put this together. Uh, I was recently rewatching kind of their launch. Um, like when, when, when everything got funded, they did like a live stream and they were talking about, Oh yeah, we know, we're going to have this out. I think they said, uh, early 2020 and here we are early 2022 and it just came out. So that was a bit of an issue, of course, with the pandemic and everything that's going to cause a lot of problems. But also, because they initially thought they were just doing a special, and then it's like, oh, no, you got to make 12 episodes. So I get it that it took them as long as it did. But, you know, aside from that, it seems like everything is going really well. It's got really, really good reviews. I think it's sitting at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Jeez. So, you yeah. know, who Nothing knows how long that. that'll last. But, yeah, for now, it, it's it's looking good.
1: So, oh. Well, what, yeah. what campaign number are they actually on, though? Like, um... I know this so has been right going now, on for years at this point. So.
3: Yeah, right. Right now they're on their third campaign. So um, Matt Mercer, the DM of the game, created this world called Exandria, and the first campaign takes place in Exandria. There's a major uh, kind of uh, there, there. There's a bad guy towards the end of the first campaign who is essentially going to like destroy the world, right? So it's that kind of like god level conflict, and then the following two campaigns take place years after those events. So um, you still have the effects of everything that occurred, but it's on a different continent and it involves completely unrelated characters. So that's kind of how they're doing it. But yeah, right now we are on the third campaign and we're only 11 episodes in to that one. So so it might actually be a good time if you're looking to jump onto Critical Role, you can watch the animated series to kind of get a recap of what happened during the first campaign to get all the major plot points. And then you're you're only at eleven episodes behind on campaign three right now. And although it all takes place in the same world, all of the different campaigns are disconnected from one another. So um, you'll get little Easter eggs and little connections where somebody will mention someone or a character will pop up that was in another campaign. But you can totally watch them on their own. They they work um, perfectly fine in that way. All right. I well- always
0: considered like I think I would go absolutely crazy with role-playing games I think I would really enjoy it but I know it's a deep dark hole that I would never claw myself out of you know
2: (laughs) yeah that
3: is I I think that when I first started watching Critical Role I was in a place where I had all of that time to go back and catch up on all the episodes but if I were to jump into it now it's just it's daunting there is a lot it's One Piece. (laughs) yeah I I tried to get my girlfriend kind of into it I I didn't expect her to watch all of it but I was like you know let me just show you like one of their little side stories that they did and she really liked it but also was like I'm not gonna watch hundreds of hours of people sit around a table and, and play Dungeons and Dragons which I understand oh come on yeah I think at this point all right, probably um, oh, they probably surpassed it a long time ago, but they said that they had more content. Somebody said that they have more content than um, all of the Simpsons Holy combined. Shit. So, How like as far be? as the amount of time oh, yeah. uh, that it would take <laughs> to get through everything, it's it's more than the Simpsons. Probably more than one piece, I would imagine. Um, but could be.
1: yeah, it's it's a lot. Wow, <clears throat> and even more than this podcast, I dare say. Well, Maybe. Uh, Mm, Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. It's not a a competition. Uh, But it is,
2: though. And it's one that can be solved numerically, the best kind of competition.
3: That's right. Are you
0: (laughs) going to do that for us, Mason? I don't know. I I honestly
3: don't want to (laughs) know. Somebody just get me an Excel spreadsheet and a calculator.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, I know you're not alone watching that. I'm sure that there's probably people on the Discord watching it for sure. So if. uh, you know, people want to discuss that on the Discord. If it's not already happening, then, you know, feel free to cut loose, people. I know that it's popular, so and I have no doubt that. I know for I know at a minimum that, uh, you know, Enzo's watching it, so. And Mr. Enzy. Oh, yeah. He's definitely watching it, so. All right. Well, Wherever thank he
0: you.
1: is. Let's see. What else we got here? Uh, why don't we hear, as I finish up the preparations for the episode, why don't we hear about how Caroline... Sort of remembers the concert, but
2: yeah. Oh, I t- yes. I was not
0: blacked out or anything. Oh, okay. okay oh, so, was it
2: even a country music concert? If you weren't oh, blacked it out,
0: it was. But <laughs> not. I'm not rich enough to black out at a country music concert. Like those drinks were like ten dollars. Okay, so here's the thing. My with my work, I was able to get some free tickets to this concert for Scotty mccreary and he won American Idol back in like 2011 or whatever. And so I'm like, okay, great. My sister, she loves country music. So how about, you know, sister, you and your husband, come up here and we'll go to the concert together because it's literally five minutes away from my house. Um, But unfortunately, as uh, many of you know, there was a little bit of a weather situation (laughs) over the weekend and they just didn't want to take the risk and have to deal with the, you know, the weather on the road and all that because they had to drive like two hours to get up here. Um, So... They couldn't come, and I was at a loss trying to find anybody else to go with me. So I faced the decision, do I just stay home and do nothing, or do I go to a country music concert by myself? And mm. I decided, you know what? What could I possibly lose by going to a concert by myself? So I just, I just went. Yeah, so I I geared up with my with my Pinot Grigio and um and I headed over to the concert and um yeah so so I get there and my tickets are like the way that I got my tickets from my from my job they did not have like set seats that I knew about yet so I just have to get there and figure out where I'm see begun to be sat. And they gave me tickets for row Z, so in the back. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there during the, like the uh, the first opener, and after that it gets wrapped up, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I'm moving myself up. How hard could it possibly be? The security in this place was laughable. And, uh, you know, I just decided how hard could it be for a single person to move up and... Considering that they're not even checking tickets, it's not going to be hard at all. So were there I just,
2: seats everywhere, or was it, like, standing areas?
0: They were, they were like, folded chairs, like, out. Um, and there was standing area, which people kind of flocked to during the main concert, but I did not know that. I kind of figured that out, that they would have done that. But they weren't all over that area until Scotty McCreary came on. So well, yeah, I just,
2: people don't go for the openers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So I just picked up all my stuff and and uh, nonchalantly moved myself up to row D and uh, got a much better viewing experience from there. Now the openers were actually pretty good. I honestly okay. So Scotty McCurry was good. I think I had a better time listening to the openers. To be honest, wow. Um, but I've never even heard of them before. They were well, give them um, some
2: love. What's of uh, who are they?
0: I, I believe one band was called King Calloway and. It's like a, a group of four guys, each of them playing an instrument and each of them singing. So it kind of has like a kind of have like a harmony going on and all that. They're a little bit more country than Scotty McCreery, um, but they just seemed like a f- they they were just like a better experience, you know. They were pretty uh, making pretty good music. And then the second opener was Callista Clark, I believe. Now I look at this girl, and she looks so young. She's so petite, and she she honestly looks like she's fourteen. I think she's eighteen, though. Um, she's she was pretty good. Um, very nice voice. But again, I just cannot get over the fact how young she looked on that stage. But overall, it was a fun time. Um, and it is pretty funny considering how there was like, we were waiting a long time in between the. Uh, last opener and Scotty McCreary. And then he was only up on the on the stage for like a little more than an hour. And I thought that was a little strange. That's I mean, short, like isn't would... it? Yeah, it's a very short concert. Honestly, the tickets were not all that expensive. So I think uh, they ranged from like thirty to sixty dollars, which is pretty funny considering how easy it was to go from the thirty dollar seats to the sixty dollar seats. Um, but Either way, so it wasn't a, like a huge concert venue either. It was literally at our um, at the fairgrounds in town. Um, they have like an indoor area that uh, they do concerts for. But you know, it was pretty good overall, um, and certainly worth the no money that I spent on it. So
2: did you? Uh, peep there you on go. You didn't want it to be like four hours long and be like get oh, me absolutely. out of here. Like it was yeah, short, sweet. I was
0: already pretty tired.
2: Maybe they were just trying to get people home.
0: I doubt it, but I—I um, okay. I, I have a feeling that's probably just how it was. Um, but I didn't—I wasn't much complaining because I was pretty tired since I had worked earlier that morning. So,
3: Caroline, I yeah. love that Yelp review. Totally worth the no money
1: I spent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> Caroline, once upon a time, I'm a member of this podcast at a at a similarly crowded event. Threw up in someone's shoes. Um, oh. Did you in any way live up to this to this preset expectation or were you, or did you rise above and set a new standard for the podcast?
0: I'd say yes. I definitely rose above vomiting in somebody else's shoes.
1: I mean, that's I not mean, what happened
0: last
2: Did you vomit
1: in your own shoes? It was just the back of I a. You did someone's got to vomit in some shoes.
0: I will proudly say I have never vomited from alcohol before.
1: Never vomited from alcohol. I've come alcohol.
0: close. Kind of I've close, never even but I never for did. shame.
1: I've never even been hung over before. So, I don't know why that d- I think it's because I just drink one thing and you know. I I've, I've never even seen
3: alcohol before, guys. What? I do not know what it is. <laughs> how
1: do you even What? How do you spell do you, alcohol? Al, how what is alco- alcohol? No.
2: Yeah. Alcohol is a weird word to spell, though, let's be honest.
3: I feel like especially if you're drunk, <laughs> <laughs> you're like alga alga Alcohol.
2: <laughs> well, you know, you know the, those words where you see them, like, too, like you look at it too long, and you're like, "Oh, oh, this, this looks weird." No, alcohol oh, yeah. looks like that all the time. Really? Yeah, alcohol just the way it's spelled is. Never like the first way my brain is like, Yeah, this is the this is the best way to get this word
1: across. I, I definitely know what you mean. Like you'll see a word and you'll look at it and you're just like, this just doesn't look right. Something is wrong.
0: The three you, you know what? You never really think about alcohol having so many L's.
2: See, it's it's the O's. The O's around the oh, A really? I think is to. what like the O like the O H O pattern just I feel like isn't common enough. Hmm.
0: Should we change the the spelling for alcohol? Should we just try to make it catch on?
3: <laughs> yes, I think we just
2: remove all of the O's. Just yeah, just replace them with A's. Just <laughs> alcoholic, like it that actually makes order. sense. <laughs> <laughs> alcohol, and, and then that's where the tri- three A's for AAA uh, A comes from. <laughs>
1: all that's right. right. Well, let's get out of this chaos. <laughs> so, um, Mason, you were are you, are you are you finished with your story, Caroline? do I want to.
0: Oh, yes. That's all good. Got it.
1: So, Mason has been reading, which is great because I don't. Yeah. And I don't even know how to read anymore. But, jokes aside, House of Leaves. Is this at all related to House of Five Leaves?
2: No, not in the slightest. But it's I feel like... a lot
0: like of leafy houses.
2: A lot of leaves. Yeah, indeed. I feel like I called it House of Five Leaves, like... Two months ago when I'm like oh I'm reading a book it's called House of Five Leaves uh, No so it's not many it's leaves. called House of Leaves it. <laughs> Multiple leaves are needed to make a house Just five leaves is a pretty crummy leaf house if we're being honest um, But I'll be quick uh, This is a novel by Mark Z. Danielewski from 2000 So it's a little over two decades old And it's a little over 700 pages long It is quite the trek Um it tells the story of a character named Johnny, who's a Los Angeles, like, tattoo parlor employee. He doesn't actually, like, draw the tattoos. He kind of makes the pens and instruments because he's actually not that really good at anything. But essentially, he's kind of just a drifter, just a just a weird dude, gets in all sorts of shenanigans. And he's looking for a new apartment, and his friend, he's like, hey, you know, this old guy... He used to live here. Uh, He died, though, uh, so you can probably get his room. And he's like, sure, whatever. So he starts living in this deceased man's house. This deceased guy is called Zampano, and he's this blind elderly dude who was making a book. So the book House of Leaves is written by the character Johnny, kind of telling the story of his own life and his study of Zampano's book. Which is a study of a documentary film called the Davidson Record. Hmm. I'm
0: so lost. it's like
2: stories <laughs> within stories, and overall, overall big picture, it's a very simple story. It's it's a book about a film, and a book about the book about the film. And Whoa. I need a diagram for so that. The the film is about this family that moves into a house that is bigger on the inside than on the outside.
1: Like, and all the mystery, yes. The TARDIS, so it's like a mystical universe. Yes,
2: it's very much like the TARDIS, except it's full of (laughs) darkness and death and mystery and weird shenanigans. That's kind of yeah, (laughs) it's kind of a horror, it's kind of a thriller. And um, if you guys click on some of the links I uh, put in there on the notes, you'll see some uh, select pages that I've picked from the book so if you want to start thrumming through those because this book uh is wildly fascinating and plays around with the medium of books the way the pages are laid out the way things are spelled the way things are arranged how uh, do you even read this (laughs) make you confused and in the same state of mind as the characters first of all there's footnotes There's footnotes that lead to footnotes. There's footnotes footnotes that lead to appendices that are 70 pages long. And you're like, am I supposed to read this? Am I supposed to read the main book? What am I reading? And it just sends you on like a wild goose chase throughout the book, trying to figure out what's going on. Every time the word house is mentioned, it's in blue. All other elements are like crossed out. They're in red. They're just blocked out. There's like tons of unfinished or missing information. There's different fonts depending on who may or may not be writing the story. And like the shapes of these passages match the story. So if like a character is like trying to squeeze through an air duct, like each page might only have seven letters on it. And they're arranged in like a vertical line because it's really narrow. And sometimes they're like going through a maze and the words are like in all different directions. And you're trying to figure out like what the heck is going on? So Heck, this is the second ish- edition of the book. There's characters in the book that are reading the first edition of House of Leaves, the book that you are reading and making comments about it that are then in this edition. it's it's wild. And overall, you know, like a lot of people will look at this book and be like, oh, it's just a big gimmick. It's just whatever. but it is full of clever and meaningful moments. and it's, you know, a bit open-ended and pushed to the wayside, but it's it's a, a really entertaining ride. I'm sure most people have, heard about this book by now because it's kind of notorious and iconic for all the elements of it that make it unique cuz sometimes you have to turn the book in different directions and you look crazy when you're trying to read this on a plane. <laughs> I've definitely figured that out when that you're fun. in the middle seat and you're like waggling this book around like you don't know which way to read and people are like what is giving you some That's side amazing. eye. But it's a it's a bunch of fun. It's quite long. It took me a while to read it, but uh, if you're in for, like, very metatextual books that play around with the medium, which don't have been too often with books, uh, this is a pretty fun read. So that's House of Leaves, and it's pretty cool. It does sound cool.
0: I mean, it does look pretty cool. Uh, maybe I will read it at some point in the future. I put it, it on my list of things to do.
2: Doesn't strike me as your kind of book, Caroline, really? but, uh, uh what are you go trying to right say? ahead.
0: And why wouldn't it, like, what makes you think that? Um, there's just
2: it is like a thriller at heart and they're just, the character of Johnny is like a massive scumbag. Mm -hmm. So like, so you can be like, wow, this movie is really interesting. The, the notes about it, but then sometimes the stories about like Johnny's life are a little like, uh, not gross, but juvenile. I'll put it that way. Hmm. Okay. But, uh, nonetheless, it is uh, an interesting ride. And it starts off pretty normal for most of the time. So uh, it's fun. It's fun. And it's fun to just show people, like, oh, look how funny it looks. And they're yeah. like, yeah, it do look funny.
1: <laughs> it's probably not as bad as when I was reading <clears throat> Battle Royale on an airplane. There's pretty much no good page in that in that manga series to... Uh... Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And it's always, always great when people are looking at what so. you're reading from behind. And good news is...
2: The next, well, I have a couple books still to talk about in the coming weeks, but the next big one I'm reading is, actually, I don't know how many pages it is. It's, it's, it's massive. It's, I'm, there's no way I'm going to finish it. It's yet. over a thousand pages. Oh my it's God. massive. Um, so we we'll, you won't have to hear book talk for a while. So you guys are safe. Uh, back to movies and video games.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. So the other night we were, um, having a, somewhat of an event over here at my apartment. And which is a story for another time. And we were like, you know what? Let's put on a TV show. So we went on Netflix and I am one to pretty much pull the most, like the newest or the highest ranked show, whatever, you know. So I grabbed up this show called All of Us Are Dead. It's a 2022 12 episode TV series. That's It's a Korean series. And if you know anything about Korea, they seem to love zombies. There's a lot of Korean zombie shows. There's Train to Busan. There's Sweet Home. There's I, I feel like I've seen a ton of these so all of us are dead is this story that is set in a high school and it is you know it's a huge high school. I mean I, I kept comparing it to like where I went to high school and I was like this place is fucking huge. I mean it's like a city almost and with thousands of students it seemed like and there's a the in the very beginning of the series there's like um, it starts off calmly and then there's like this lab rat in this science lab. And I guess the science teacher has been sort of experimenting or trying to figure out, you know, what the story is with this virus. But I guess the, uh, rat is infected with this virus. And this stupid girl is like in the, in the science room. And can, she hears like a noise. And so she like lifts up this metal protective, like cage. It's over this mouse. It's like a second cage on top to prevent you from even seeing what's in it. She like lifts it up. She sticks her fucking finger into the cage and the mouse bites her, okay? Like an idiot. And within like a couple hours, she's like a straight up zombie. But the guy's got the, but the teacher comes in right after she was bitten and she, and he knows like what's gonna happen because he's in the know and pretty much nobody else is. And so he actually like clubs her in the head and chains her and like handcuffs her to like a radiator or something in this back room where no one, nobody would typically go. Of course, the student goes missing, and people are wondering where the hell she is. And so, you know there's a little there's talk of like, oh, last time I saw her, she was in the science room, this and th- this and that. And so the science teacher is getting questioned because she disappeared, and the last place she was seen was in the science room. Um, and all these like rumors start to s- start to swirl around. And then eventually, she turns into a full-on zombie. He he he's got her all doped up, doped up with like benzos, like benzodiazepine or whatever. And so she's like unconscious more or less, but then she wakes up while he's gone and breaks out of the radiator or she like breaks her wrist, like it doesn't matter. Like in this fucking TV show, these zombies are grotesque and they are very very readily breaking their own bones and joints like for the fuck of it so she just breaks her wrist and slides out and then darts out into the hallway of the school and bites somebody and then like the race is on so you're really seeing like the like the inception of this zombie outbreak and um it just it spreads from her to the second person and the second person turns into a zombie really quickly it takes a couple of couple of seconds Maybe maybe fifteen seconds, and they're a zombie. And then that person attacks another person. And then like a like a dude, gets bitten, and he's, you know, fast and strong, and he bites like several people. And so like you see this outbreak start to like just r- multiply exponentially as as it spreads. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the first episode, <clears throat> there's like stampedes of people running from equally sized stampedes of zombies in the school, and it is. This show is fucking gross. It is absolutely grotesque, and there are that is extremely gory. Um, TVMA, it says on IMDb. That's like an understatement. The there's scenes where like a zombie will bite a person's throat and like rip a chunk of flesh out of their out of their throat, and he's just like standing there close up super gory bloody and then there's just like the person's like neck is just hanging out of the dude's mouth there's i actually took a screenshot and put it on the discord it's in like the tv and film if you want to look at it but it's there's like a shot at the end of the first episode where one of the main characters is like on the ground and this zombie is in her face screaming at her and his face is so fucking just unbelievably over the top that i had to rewind it and pause it because i was like this is one of the most like intense shots I've seen of a zombie film or movie or series, whatever I've ever seen. And I sent it off to my mom and I was like, you got to watch this TV show. Um, and I'm about three episodes in out of the 12 and it's just a shit show. Like there's, there's really not very many living students left in this school and the virus is spreading from the school to the rest of the, of the city. And, um, I'm not really sure where it's going to go. You know, I know that there's going to be a lot of the kids trying to survive in this high school. There's going to be probably scenes of the virus spreading outside of the, um, you know, outside of the school, into the cities, into the country. Uh, And I don't know if they're going to bother trying to, like, solve the virus or if it's just going to be the end of the world or what. But All of Us Are Dead is a pretty intense, violent, gory, in-your-fucking-face TV show and if you're if you love zombie shit or you or you <clears throat> or, or you'd like to see like I thought it was interesting that they show you the beginning of the outbreak because usually these zombie shows it's like it's already been well underway like 20 like twenty eight days later is a really intense zombie movie but like that movie is so good it's a good movie it's one my favorites but like that's like the zombie apocalypse has already happened and this person's just kind of stumbling through the through the aftermath of you know whatever's left this is like happy go lucky Oh, there is some really intense shit in this, in this though. Like not all these kids are happy, are happy kids to begin with. Like there's one of the worst displays of bullying I've ever seen in media in this. It's fucking crazy to the point where the girl who's being bullied like is a, would have killed herself, but had she not have a, you know certain events have not unfolded right beforehand. Like she's driven to suicide basically. And it's just very awful. Um, some of these kids definitely deserve to be fucking zombies. It's like they are so such little shits, but it's pretty neat watching it happen from the very beginning. Um, and, uh, all of us are dead. It's got a pretty solid rating online. It's, you know, it's pretty good. I'm enjoying it a lot. And, uh, I'm happy that it's a full, like nice and juicy 12 episodes. And the first episode was an hour and ten minutes, so it's pretty, pretty awesome way to like start start this series with, with such a long, uh, very like slow building, dramatic episode. Are any of you guys into this kind of stuff, like zombie movies or TV shows?
0: I do kind of like them. I haven't really got. I uh, of course I watched The Walking Dead, and I stopped at a certain point, and I've been wanting to get back to it a little bit, but I do feel like there are some better. Zombie stuff as you've talked about on Hobby Addicts before to watch. So
1: I was watching this with with uh, with um, Pancake and one of one of our friends and our friend has seen The Walking Dead. And one comment she made was that like The Walking Dead is nowhere remotely as violent as this TV show. It's it's not as gory or as intense. So I mean,
2: it was I agree with that. I feel like The Walking Dead did as much as they could for being on like network TV.
0: I yeah. think okay. more of our uh I think more of w- what I was always so afraid of with Walking Dead is the fact that I loved so many of the characters, so mm. regardless of whether or how scary the zombies were, it's just the the thought of them getting killed. it really sucked
1: yeah, I, I don't think the sh- characters in this show are quite as likable. Um, you're not gonna be broken up if some if some of them get like you know dismembered or whatever so. You know, and like I said, a pretty good chunk of them kind of deserve it, you know, in a weird way. So, but that's about, that's what I've been up to. I also watched, um, I'm not going to talk about it today, but. I watched the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. That's literally the title. I was like, "Is this That's an, a very long name?" I was like, "Is this this an Isakai?" I <laughs> just think it Sorry, I ruined your joke. No, it's okay. This this TV show was not to my liking. Um, it starts off like you feel like it's going to be this horror this horror suspense show, and it just turns into like this, like cringy awkward situation like murder mystery show and I just i don't know i watched three episodes of it last night they're pretty short episodes and i don't think i'll continue it so if you're i guess if you're a fan of like true crime maybe you'd be into this but it's not it doesn't really seem to play out as as i think it was advertised we were expecting like horror and it really it doesn't seem to be that so okay that's about it um I'm going to call it here because I got to get the cameras ready for our our main podcast. And I think we're probably going to be late doing that as well. So.
0: All right then. All right.
1: All right guys. Well, thanks for tuning into hobby addicts. I hope you had fun hearing about all the different stuff we're getting into. And I think we're going to be getting back to more video games pretty soon because like horizons coming out and you know, and there's a bunch of stuff coming out right after horizon. So we're going to be definitely talking about that because I will be buying that day one. So. All right, guys. Thanks for listening and thanks for contributing to the podcast. You are all amazing and we will see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. Adios.